<laughs> hey, buddy. Man, Lee Talk, JD Buggis, Sam uh, I just tweeted it. That felt way too important for November. Yeah, I was sneaky stressed out watching that Same. game. Like, I, Same. you know, during the, reg- the, the playoffs last year, my back really started barking for no reason. And, like, I really was, like, my back. I know I'm 35 and I'm washed up and I'm tall and that's maybe why. But yeah, I figured out that I was, I was figuring out that I was standing for every Leafs game. And I was like, maybe that's why my back is killing me. And the, I stopped standing for all these Leafs games. and My back didn't hurt as much. I was on the stand zone the entire third period. I stood, I stood the entire time. Like I'm just, I was locked into this game in a way that I shouldn't be in November. It was an incredibly important two points for Leafs to get tonight, especially after being up four one and blowing it, letting four in again. You had to get two points tonight, and they end up getting in the shootout. But boy, that felt way too big. My my version of that is the pace, where it's like I'll do some pacing, and then I, I like to go get a water at the start of or at the at, during the breaks and play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then take like you know a split second too long coming back to the TV, going mm. like, oh gosh, I need a break from this. <laughs> I, I, I don't know why it felt so big, but it just did. I I said it was a must win game for the Leafs. Because they've got this back-to-back with Vancouver and then two games in Sweden. Man, mm-hmm. they're going to play twice in 12 days. Yeah, it's crazy. Twice. What the hell are we so, going to talk about on the radio? Well, are you talking I, about Raptors, I I'm going to talk about everything else. You guys are going to be what the fans hate, manufacturing storylines. No, we're going to be Jeff Merrick show 2.0. Like It's just going to be Jeff Merrick show again. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a tough ride for you guys. But I, I just... I can't imagine had the Leafs blown this game and then lost tomorrow to Vancouver, what it would have been like with yeah. those travel days going over to Sweden, trying to figure out how they were going to find themselves in foreign arenas, playing mm-hmm. a couple of what would have been just massive games at two o'clock in the afternoon, what, 8 a.m. Mm-hmm. That was a big win, man. That was a big win. And I'll say this. They went to sleep during parts of this game. There's just no doubt about it after they, they got the lead and man, just the same thing continues to pop up for this team, which is they score a goal and then they give up a goal shortly after it's a bad trend because it's happened a ton. It it happens way too much. They set a record or they tie a record for the, what four goals against Mm -hmm. through the first eight games at home in a season. So it's not all the the worst team ever 14 wins for that team. It's it's not all sunshines and rainbows, but I will say the last 10 minutes of the third period, they they dialed it up to 11 and they just they caved in the Calgary Flames tonight. Mm -hmm. I thought the Leafs played with an edge that we really haven't seen from them all season long from basically the beginning of the game through the end of it. I thought that if it wasn't a tie game, the Leafs probably would have had a scrap in there, especially after the Bertuzzi hit. They mm-hmm. were just kind of scrumming it up in front of their own net, not letting guys touch their goaltender. Yeah. And there's the play with Geo at the end of the second period. I, I just thought this was a really, really encouraging game for the Leafs. And it, <laughs> that's why it almost felt even more important that they got the W, that they won in the shootout, because it just it didn't feel like you could make any case for the moral victory tonight. They, no. they needed to have this one and they got it. So good for them. I know. And if you're watching on Sportsnet Plus or on YouTube, you see our sweet boy Lagason absolutely oh, yeah. cleaning out Kadri in front of the net. And another game from him tonight where <laughs> leading us leading Leafs talk talking about Lagason on brand, but he was a physical again tonight. And I thought the whole team, you talk about like the urgency in this and them knowing what's on the line here. It felt like they were 
you know, for a, except for a couple sleepy moments, which we are, which are definitely issues. It definitely felt like they knew how important this, these two points were and how big it felt. And like, it's the hall of fame game. Mm-hmm. And it's nice to see them sort of rise to that occasion. And yeah, they got the two points, but yeah, I, I don't know where you want to go next, but uh, it was nice to see them stick with it after they blew that lead. It's easy for them to go into a shell. And like you said, the second half of the third period, it was all Leafs as dominant as they've looked all year. I think they said on the broadcast, they had one shot after they scored the tying goal. Like they were just yeah. completely suffocating for the rest of that period. So that's, that's encouraging for me. Yeah. See, it's, it's like, you want to give them credit for that, but it's also, they put themselves in that position. They're yes. up four one in the hockey game. Just, just play that way with that, that kind point. of tenacity yes. throughout with your lead. And, and that's the part where it's frustrating is because they, they still did the bad thing. They mm-hmm. still did the thing where I thought that they looked shell-shocked through the first five minutes of the third period. They, they showed up and it was awful. I was pissed. I was firing text in multiple group chats. You were in on some of them. Oh, yeah. where I was just letting the heat fly because it was, it was the piss-off zone. But yes, good for them. They rallied. They recognized the moment. By the way, too, I, I do want to say this is a little bit of pandering, but I, I genuinely feel it. Mm. Good job by the fans tonight. What do you mean? Like just the building, they're into I it. The building had energy, and there was some good goal. Leafs go chance when they needed it. It's a it's a barn that takes a lot of heat when it, they know, they it, don't do anything. It's such low hanging fruit. I I hate the making sure. fun of the people for being quiet at the arena. It's like you know, it's not football. It's not like where you're like oh, our team sucks mm. and they've been blowing leads, and you're just like on your feet the entire time. Like it's yeah. always been in a reactive sport. They're good to chant go Leafs go. Like that's just the way it is down there. It's always the way mm. it is, and. Other teams' fan bases love to like pile on that. It's like, oh yeah, I'm playing the parade, 67, quiet barn. It's like, shut up. Honestly, like, shut up. But you're right, they were into it. And I thought there was a couple sort of tight, you know what, moments throughout mm-hmm. that third period where the crowd was a little tight too, but they got behind yep. them. And for the rest of that, they could feel it. They grew into the game with the Leafs in that last 10 minutes. They were really starting to pour it on in terms of cheering and goalies going stuff. So I felt like it was a good crowd towards the end. It's Friday night, baby. It's a Hall of Fame game. It's a good Canadian matchup. People are Have loose. Some drinks. Let yeah, loose. it's it's time. It's Friday team. night. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> That's you got that stupid song stuck in my. It's Friday night. Yeah, so like as soon as you said, <laughs> let's boff into that. Okay, I, I think that the natural place to go is Nylander, but I'm actually going to save that because okay. I've got two bullet points that I want to discuss. One is mm-hmm. I thought Wall looked shaky for a lot of yeah. this game tonight. He let in a, a stinker on the first goal. It wasn't a very good one. Um, some of the other ones are just, you know, traffic in front of the net rebounds, tips, a couple that he didn't have a chance on, but he didn't look very calm. And I'm thrilled with the way that he played in overtime and the way that he performed in the shootout, because I I wonder if his confidence got a little knocked over the last couple of games. And that seemed to really settle him in. He made two yeah, this one is for you. Lovely, lovely stuff. And then the breakaway the the young JD poke check that never was worked. Was it the stick or his yeah, pad? I thought it was his pad that got oh, out I, there. I, I thought he, he tried I thought to he... poke check, and then oh, I thought it was his pad poke? that maybe I I don't know. It was a bang bang play. I don't know if you have it at handy there, Jobo. Yeah. But they were saying poke check, and I thought to my eye that it was a that it was the pad, but it could have been either. It was a great play. He came out aggressively. He challenged yeah. him, and he and he got the yeah. puck off the guy's stick. It was an awesome play. But yeah, like. He was really good in the shootout too. Uh, the, the only one that was like a snapper right under the bar, not a whole lot he's going to be able to do on that. No, nope. But yeah, like I really did hate the first goal. Um, I thought that one reeked. I hated it. It was like 
a terrible rebound right back to the guy after he shot like the softest little shot, but Mm -hmm. you're right. I mean, this is a, it was a clutch performance in overtime. Like they don't win it without him. He was really good and he grew in confidence as the game went on and maybe you can build off of it. But yeah, like I'd be lying if I said my total confidence in him after watching him in a couple of games at the start of the year hasn't been shaken a little bit. I think any Leaf fan listening to this would feel the same way. Like it just hasn't been the same the last two games, especially uh, what, what was the, what was the game that they, that he was in that they lost? Who'd they play? I'm losing my week. Oh yeah. What, they played, the they played the Sens. Yeah. On, on yeah. Wednesday, right. That yeah. game. I was like, yeah, that shook me pretty hard to my core. And then today was kind of heading in the same direction, but he really, right really stepped up in overtime so maybe get the confidence going like you said but, but that's what i'm saying I, I just i genuinely think that that was really important like if we're talking yeah. if we're bleeding one conversation from the next which is hey the team knew it was important mm-hmm. to, to get that win and not have bad momentum rolling into the vancouver game i, I really do think that it was important for wool to make some big saves to feel yeah. like he was a part of the team and to yeah just basically be one of the major reasons that they ended up getting it because of the overtime and um man whew, uh, I, I still can't believe how big that was for them. But the other thing that I, I wanted to do before this was, oh, and by the way, too, Wool could have let in another goal tonight because the, the refs blew a puck dead Oof. early on. And he was that, scrambling on that. Like, he couldn't exactly. find it at all, and it was yeah. right there. That was a live puck. Yeah. Live, big, live puck. And then our boy Laguson cleans him out, even though he scores a totally legit goal. Cleans yeah. him out. Um, I genuinely thought that of course, Nylander is the headline player. We will mm-hmm. get to it because I think that for the very beginning, he was just, he was flowing. But I, I thought Nick Robertson might have been the best Leaf tonight. Really? He yeah. was spectacular, dude. Yeah, he, so this is a tough one for me with him. I, I'm really enjoying this call up more than I've enjoyed any other ones. And uh, Keith said it the best this morning, called him more polished which I thought was the perfect adjective for him in terms of what he's looked like since his call up. And I think that you just, is this the time? Is this the one that's going to work? Is he going to stick with it? And you can't help, but look at this leaves D eight core and you can't help, but wonder like, is this call up? If it lasts a little bit longer and he shows up and he starts, keeps looking this good. Does he play himself back into having value into a piece that you're able to make a move towards the deadline for a defenseman that you desperately need? All I know, this is why, this is why general managers get paid millions of dollars for making decisions like this. Mm -hmm. It's like, do you believe it? Or is this like every other call up that he's had? He's finally getting a little bit older. He looks more confident. Like it's a really scary one now where these three games, he's looked the best he has. And by far his best game is a leaf tonight. That he's no, ever tonight, had. Like he scored, he scored, awesome. he scored an overtime winner against the Stars last year. But you're right, he was excellent. So yeah, it's a tough one for me. Where I don't know where this is headed with him, and I, I could see both sides of it. Buddy, you don't have to make a decision. I'm just talking about tonight. No, I know. Tonight he was spectacular. He, but it's all I think about fun. when I watch him. Yeah, but just right now, tonight he yeah. was spectacular. He he was skating beautifully. His wrist shot was aggressive and pretty solid rang one off the bar i thought that his move in the shootout was very clean he just couldn't handle it just bobbles off of some bad ice that Mm -hmm. like was was bouncing for a lot of different guys he just looked like an nhler tonight and a good one and that third line they contributed with a big goal in this game Mm -hmm. and and it seems like toronto has found something with domi moving to center 
mm-hmm. Robertson coming up looking like an NHLer, and Yarncroc, who has is become sort of their Swiss Army knife, where you can just sort of put him anywhere and he looks good. He's that kind of player that Keith likes to have that can move up and down the lineup and basically gives you the same thing wherever he is. So yeah, yeah Yarn, but... just if, if you're looking for major positives <laughs> from this game, like yeah, yeah Nylander, Tavares, Bertuzzi, that line was their best line tonight. No question about it. They, they were dominant. Nylander was incredible. I thought Tavares was really, really awesome tonight. Mm-hmm. He made a couple of just really beautiful moves in transition too. But if you're looking for, Hey, reasons to believe things that you can build off of things that you really need to see wiping away some of the red flags from the season so far. I just think mm-hmm. that the, yeah, the third line actually being dangerous and feeling like they have an identity is huge for them. Couldn't agree more. Love what I've seen from them. Uh, you mentioned the second line. Mm-hmm. I think maybe the most positive thing out of the game for me tonight is how Bertuzzi looked on that line. I thought they had the most chemistry by far tonight. Yep. I, I just, really found like he's starting to feel like he's found his role with those two guys. Like it's been a long stretch here of, you know, whipping boy material with him and him not really fitting in anywhere. And it's been a, been a bit of a slow burn with those two guys, but it felt like him and Nylander are actually having a little bit of chemistry now. And his passing tonight was good. He set up multiple guys in the sweet spot where he's like, I didn't really haven't noticed this much about him leading up to tonight, but it felt like his passing was really good tonight found Riley streaking down the slot, like mm-hmm. a nice saucer pass into the middle of the, middle of the ice, found Nylander a few times. That to me, like if they can just find a way to get him to 85, 90% of himself, this offense will be so much more potent. But man, I, I to me, I think the way he's looking with that line, and I think you know that's a big reason why they look so good tonight is they finally have mm-hmm. a third guy that is capable in contributing. I, you know, that really, really made me feel good about tonight and how they look. I, I, there's something about Bertuzzi tonight that just really impressed me. So to me, it just looks like the game is slowing down for him now. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. It's true. Just and, not, not as rushed. Yeah. It, and that's what some of those plays that you're seeing. Just yeah. maybe he knows where guys are it, like chemistry is real, right? Oh, it's yeah. why guys no hate question. moving. It's why they hate moving lines is they want to be able to gel. They want to know where guys are. It's not the NFL with a timing pattern mm. where it's a quarterback and receiver getting it down to the split second, but you want to know where guys like to get the puck. And I think Bertuzzi's starting to figure that out with Tavares and Nylander. That being said, I, I do think Tavares and Nylander were just the, the main drivers for the least. For sure. Tavares was brilliant and Nylander deserves all the headlines possible because yeah, the, the strip play and the goal, just how hungry he was on the puck early on in this yeah. game. I love how easy and effortless he makes it look. And even this celebration, I really like where he's just like, yeah, I just did that. Whatever. Hand up. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, first career shorty, I believe. Right. First yeah. career shorty for him. Like yeah. his, his edge work and strength is Disgusting. world, world class. Yeah. There are not many, uh, men or women on planet earth that have the ability to do what this guy does every night. He is a truly elite athlete when it comes to skating, the way he uses his edges, his strength, the way he drops his shoulder. Like he has really, really come into his own here. And he takes mm-hmm. a sub. I, I call him the TTC skedaddler shout out, to, uh, stomp and Tom taking the TTC, uh, the TTC skedaddler. <laughs> he you just takes there. I was thinking maybe we call him rocket man. No, uh, that's good. I mean, that's way better than the TTC uh, skedaddler, <laughs> yeah. but I just like shouting out to- Stomp and Tom. The TTC skedaddler. We heard you do it. I want to do it all night. Dude, out there, bud. His celebrations, it's like, so you know there's the Hockey Hall of Fame 
uh, alumni game or Legends Classic oh, yeah. on Sunday afternoon. Yeah, it's like he was playing in the Legends Classic. The reactions with these goals, <laughs> you know, just yeah, all right, good. And so we're just here for a charity. We're just here to have some fun and raise some funds for the hall. That's the I, way he plays it. Just can I tell so you something? Cool. William yeah. Nylander will never play one of those games. He'll be so deep on a Swedish beach by the time yeah. he's retired. Yeah. There's no way he's coming back to play one of those games. Keeps playing, no like this, keeps playing like this, keeps making plays like that one behind the net, and he's going to walk into the hall. That, yeah. That is, oh, yeah. yeah, that's going to happen for him if he's if he's playing it like that. I'm <laughs> telling you. Nylander Hall of Fame night. Dude, if that, this version... Oh, you get you get eight more years of this from his career. Yeah. yeah. What? How many players do you think you're better than him right now in the NHL? I'd say 10, 11. <laughs> He's a top 15 guy to me. hundred yeah, percent. But listen, you just start, you just start naming off guys and it gets, it gets, it gets deep quick here. Yeah. Right? I'm telling like you just, right now that okay. there's not 10 guys. There's not 10 forwards this season oh, forwards. that are playing better than William Nylander. Okay. Forwards. All right. Well, if you're changing yeah. it to that, then it's different, but 10 guys sure. in the NHL. Yeah, like he's he's a top twenty guy, probably a top ten forward. That's mm-hmm. I think that's a fair place to meet. The way he's playing right now is just brilliant. Again, I think if you uh, if if you like learning about flow states, just uh-huh. when a guy just completely in the zone, uh-huh. he is that to me right now. Where he's he's just feeling it. Everything's working for him. The zone entries are pure. It's funny listening to Mike Johnson just gush about him. <laughs> the oh no, come! I dare you. <laughs> he's just is, he's is Johnny's his agent. Like, Dude, oh, my I know. God. He's losing his mind talking about him. <laughs> it's like, I dare anybody to go up there and try yeah. to challenge him. I was like, relax. Oh. Yeah. Just, it was pretty funny. I enjoyed yeah. that part of the game. But yeah, no, man, he's, he's been brilliant. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, I got to do the negatives yeah, now. Yeah, it's time. <laughs> it's time. Unfortunately, it's time. I think that's the last game Ryan Reeves should play. Uh, I don't think they should take him on the trip. I, I've been on record saying you got to take him on the Sweden trip. You can uh, take him, but you you got to leave him on the plane, <laughs> make him wait on the tarmac. It's you, over, dude. It's over. And th- this is genuinely my opinion. I think that Tree Living has to take this out of Sheldon Keefe's hands. I think he's got to come down after this game, celebrate the win, say, good job, boys. This was a big one on to Vancouver tomorrow night. But mm-hmm. hey, uh, Sheldon, can I talk to you for a minute? I'm, I'm yeah. waving Ryan Reeves. I'm I'm sending him down. He's gone. He's 37 years old. He's stiff. I, there's yeah. there's this weird pushback people give, like of it's not Ryan Reeves's fault. And I get what? it. The, Who does? Well, the one, well, the I've seen. I've just seen it from some people. I've seen it, and you know, there's he played four minutes tonight. That's like, what I was looking up. 433 dash two. Two pucks went in the net. It's over, man. It's, over. it's done. You cannot do this anymore. And Sheldon Keith benched him for the entire third period. He was mixing in some of the other players and they were playing with yeah. NHLers and they were notably fine. Yeah, they're fine. Like Gregor was fine and yeah. Camp was fine and yeah. Ryan Reeves wasn't there. And you went, thank God, the entire time. Thank God. Bad first goal what by Wool where he's on the ice and Reeves probably just feeling it. They actually took a shot of Reeves. I know. After the second one where he looked just down in the dumps. And I felt for the guy who's, dude, everybody was rooting for the Ryan Reeves thing to work. If you had a pulse or a soul, you weren't just some analytics nerd that was just begging for this to happen everyone was rooting for reeves but it's just not, he's 37 years old he can't move he's a complete yeah he's just he's hurting this team pretty badly and if they want to be competitive and they want to they want to win these regular season games and they mm-hmm. want to keep the puck out of their net then i think that they should remove the guy that's minus 11 that's my real big hot take just just no more i i think i will 
sum it up by saying enough is enough. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's enough. Like it's, yep. you can't, you can't keep doing this to the team. You can't keep doing this to the player. You can't keep doing this to the fans. It's a, you know, it's just, it's malpractice. You can't keep putting them out there. They're getting mm-hmm. scored on like minus two in four thirty three is pretty much as bad as it gets. Mm-hmm. That's like, that's, you know, I could do that. Like that's like, it's pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty bad. A, a lot of people could do that. Yeah. It's, like that's doable, man. It's just, if you, if you look at the Marlies right, right now, there's mm-hmm. uh, like how many players on the Marlies could give you more than what Reeves is giving you every night. And, and he's got what two fights this year. Yeah. And there was the first two games. It was against yeah. he fought Jack guy and then he fought yeah. Marcus Felino in the second game against the wild. And he hasn't fought since. Yeah. Um, so. I thought that there was a less frenetic start for the Leafs tonight. If we're just going into the bullet points now that they right. came in, that they were calm, which mm-hmm. was nice to see. It looked like they really had a different attention to detail. And, and what you could see in this game that was very different from some of the others was way more of a commitment for the, from the forwards to back check and to make sure that they were providing support to the D. Yeah. I, they seemed a little bit more connected for sure. Yeah. And uh, McCabe returns. Was he a dash two tonight? I didn't love a lot of his game. I wouldn't say. I think it looked like a guy was pretty rusty, mm-hmm. uh, mixed in with some McCabe stuff that we haven't liked. But I'll tell you, I didn't miss number three a whole lot. So we'll see what go happens tomorrow night. You believe that he's playing hurt. I, I think he's probably somewhat hurt. Kipper yeah. dropped it on our show today that they, you know, floated it out there about potential, you know, an island with a Robida attached to it. So I, I don't know what's going to happen with this guy, but it's mm-hmm. another thing where, I doubt he plays tomorrow. They go to Sweden. Maybe he gets in both the games in Sweden. The human element. The guy's a Swede. He's a, you know, mm-hmm. you play him there and then you go from there. But I, I don't know what goes on with him. But yeah, as a as a as a core, I thought they looked better tonight. They just four still went in. So it's it's hard to give him a ton of compliments. No. Four went in the net. Um I yeah, I, I don't think that anybody missed Klingberg tonight. I will no. say I do think he's hurt. I went back yeah. and and loaded up the the long version of the game. Mm-hmm. from yesterday to kind of look at some of the plays and he's just it looks like he's having a really tough time moving laterally well, so and we remember I, I think there's something there i, I don't yeah. think it's like the whole excuse but i i do i don't think that this injury him missing tonight's game that he was a healthy scratch and that this is a conspiracy and that he's just like a little dinged up i think that he was gotten it through whatever he was dealing with and he yeah needed some time in the press box. I don't think well, he's playing more either. I will say Benoit is a really tough watch. Um, he's not great. There's really not much there. Lagason, what he's just, uh, he's nasty. So we like him. It's just, it just shows you how much this city is begging for guys like our age are just begging for blue collar players because Lagason is literally doing nothing. He's the most average long. guy ever, but he just hits but, somebody once in a while. It's like, whoa. And he, dude, and he just lays lumber. He just puts Slashes, sticks. Guys. He is a slash cross check. God, he loves the stick work. I'm, I'm into it. I'm a big Lagason guy. This so, show is clearly Lagason is the man. Is the man. Correct. Yeah, thank you, Joe. Correct. Lagason <laughs> is the man. It's just yeah, like I, I, but like that's the McCabe shove. So yeah, not Lagason there, but yeah. Uh, I just yeah, I, I love seeing the edge tonight. That was one of the biggest positives for me is that they were just in it. They were scrumming. They weren't afraid of it. And like I said, if it wasn't such a tight hockey game and they knew that the point wasn't everything tonight, the extra point, I, I think you would have seen a scrap or two or even a little bit more of it. Leafs didn't have a power play tonight, right? No, I don't think so. No, they no. did. Didn't they have one early? No? Zeros? I don't think so. I don't remember no, one. All I remember is the the penalty 
that this week one that got called to McKay, but it was fine because it was a makeup because the Flames scored a goal. So they went, yeah, all right, you're allowed to have an extra one. Plus, I don't even really know why Kadri went to the box when he just got jumped by a leg. Scored a legit goal and got punched in the face like four times. Yeah. Yeah. No, but the Kadri penalty, Joe, was not a... Yeah, I think they were both offsetters, weren't they? Yeah, they were. They were. So, Um, Joe Bo, you're, you know, come on, Joe. (laughs) uh, You're a stats guy. Just to go back quickly to Klingberg. Remember, he he missed the whole preseason. Yeah. Like, he got hurt in the first preseason game, and then he missed the whole preseason. And he came back at the start of the year, and everybody said it was fine or whatever. So, I think it's not outside the realm of possibility that he's actually hurt. But, Mm -hmm. like, if he's not hurt, I think what Keith did today for him was a great move. Like going out there and saying he's dealing with something, he's banged up and like talking about protecting him. That's how you do it. You don't go out there and say like, we need more from him. We need like, he he went out there and he just said that he's hurt and that he's going to the press box because of that. So that's how you protect him. Yeah. Um, I think that if you play the injury excuse kind of goes a little bit out the window. If you're too hurt to play, don't play. If you're going to hurt the team. Yeah. It's a little bit of mitigating circumstances. I will say it if he really was gutting it through an injury because mm-hmm. the Leafs were so thin on the blue line waiting for McCabe to get back before yep. he could take a rest. So yep. I'm, I'm going to refrain from it from now. But yeah, yep. um, I, they certainly didn't miss him. And I did think that was kind of interesting that Kipper dropped the Robita Island thing. Yeah, that that was there. Um, I don't have much else here. You I got do. anything else you want to hit on? Yeah. Uh, and Jobo just put it in the chat as I was about to say it. But God, that Zadorov hit was so beautiful on Bertuzzi. Mm-hmm. This is exactly like right in the sweet spot, shoulder to shoulder, and just separates man from puck. Look, it catches him, bang, trolley tracks. That's as sweet as it gets. I I would have loved to see gloves go flying off immediately. Like, you know, that's that big kind of hit. I hate the look with the Zadorov standing there ready to fight and no one fighting him. But it's it actually is a really huge part of a game where you need points and you can't take like a penalty instigating or whatever. But I, mm-hmm. I didn't love the visual of that. I, I completely disagree. Um, this is hockey. One of my biggest pet peeves is that it's just like that there's so little hitting now that when there's a clean big hit, guys feel the need to drop them. I think sure. there's a couple. I think there's a couple things at play here. One is that it's David Camp who flies in to Zadorov. Yep. There's there's no there's nobody on the ice that's going to scrum it up with Zadorov there. Two is that you mentioned it's a tight game, but yeah. the biggest part of it, Bertuzzi just pops right back up. He takes a number and he keeps playing. Like yeah, for sure. It's just no, it, listen, it, I, I don't mind the game. I, I don't think that that's a bad visual. That that to me is not one of them. If Bertuzzi's laying there on the ice, if he doesn't get up, yeah. then yes, I want to see bodies fly in and I want to see the Leafs just start chucking on Zadorov. You know what my thought was? It was not that at all. It was. I hope Zadorov is the guy that the Leafs target in the trade. He's been, they've rumored, the rumor mill has been always kind of buzzing about Zadorov. Yeah. I feel like he's just the guy. I I want that guy on the Leafs. Just a big body defenseman who lays big hits and who fans here would just adore. So, yeah. Can Uh, I? Tree living? I would prefer, I prefer Tanev if I'm being of the two. If I could, it's just the yeah, right hand. Yeah, he's my number one wish list item. The right hand shot, the guy mm-hmm. that with Tanev, like to me, who Quinn Hughes was the best, you know, until this year was the best he's ever been with. The true defensive guy. That's not this year, buddy. This, not this year. Well, yeah, but he's got another guy that's like Heronic, who's yeah. more of a defensive guy, who's like, you know, who the best guys Riley's always played with are the stay at home guys that he, you know, like Shen and Hainsey and 
the Matt Hunwick that he played with for a while where he was really good. Mm-hmm. But it just to me, Tanev is the I guy. That, yeah, Tanev from that back end, right hand shot, can play with Riley. You can move Brody down a little bit to help other guys. That's to me is the the number one wish list for me with Tanev. But yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think give me the, anybody at this point, honestly. Uh, they need a body. <laughs> yeah, that they need a body yeah, really bad. Get a guy. Get a guy. So you, you really hope that the flames fall off a cliff and that the Leafs yeah. are able to kind of start to pick the the scraps of this team or yeah. that tree living is able to still work some of those connections. Uh, that's it for me, though. Quick, quick Hall of Fame take, because since it's Hall of Fame weekend and the Hall of Fame game. I, I don't want to do it because my take is not about these guys. It's about who's not there. And it just, yeah, well, that's mine. Know. That's me, me yeah. too. But like I don't I, like taking away from the guys that are no, there. They got but, in and they deserve, yeah. they're deserving guys, but it's just like, come on, McGillney mm-hmm. got to be in the hall of fame. Well, Kujo is a hall of famer. Yeah. Well, watched t- his whole career. I, I've done, you can go look up when they didn't put McGillney in the hall. I've actually gotten into it with a hall of fame voter pretty publicly, uh, over the Alexander McGillney decision. Yeah. Uh, I don't may have had one. to write an apology email okay. about it even. Uh, well, yeah. maybe I won't bring it up. Uh, sorry about that (laughs) i wasn't really sorry either (laughs) (laughs) i was not but uh we can move on but yeah there's i have a mcgillney video on youtube that if you want to search just jd buckets podcast mcgillney that you'll find that yeah i I outlined the case pretty clearly but tonight pissed me off actually extra because of cujo because yeah, these are now we're now getting into the goalies of my time, and it's it's pretty hard to make a case that Cujo wow. during his I'm just I'm a peak, I'm a prime dominance guy. I'm a I'm a believer of when you get into these halls, the guys that are Hall of Famers are not necessarily just the guys who won. I think that winning is obviously massive, but having a peak career where you're clearly one of the best three guys at your position over a long period of time, uh, yeah. or over a significant period of time, that should be the number one qualifier. And so I just I saw those three goalies and good for them. I was obviously a huge Lundqvist guy. Yeah, uh, but Lundqvist a Hall of Famer. That's like Lundqvist that's... is the most no yeah. doubt about it guy. It's just yeah, Cujo. If if you're here's what I would say. If if all the Hockey Hall of Fame voters mm-hmm. see now I'm taking it too far. But if all the Hockey Hall of Fame voters, oh oh, sorry, I shouldn't have brought this up. They were like, hey, you get all three of those guys in their prime, and your life is on the line. Who's in net? It would be Cujo across the board. There wouldn't be one guy that would put their life in Barrasso's hands over Cujo. So yeah, that's Vernon. Vernon did win two cups and was a con Smythe. Yeah. Played nineteen seasons. Dude, that's that's a pretty unassailable record. Nothing to do with the fact that yeah, these guys yeah. don't deserve to be there. I'm just saying that a guy who was better than them to me is not in, and it just seems really political sometimes yeah. with that all, and it's, it's annoying. Yeah. Uh, okay. Good. That's it. I'm done. Sorry Thanks. for bringing that up, pal. You're just like I like it. You're like <laughs> I was like I don't want to do it. It's bury me. I'm in trouble. Seward you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. You're my best friend. Argos tomorrow, by the way. Argos. Oh yeah. Pop okay. We both got the same one, but that's yeah. Oh yeah. Baby. Argos. Let's go back to back. First team, possibly first team ever, gonna win 17 games in yeah. the CFL season. Yeah, the Eskies, the Eskies lost in the in the yeah. West Final in the seventies. So Argo's looking to go for the first team ever yeah. to win seventeen games. Yet yeah. another feather in the cap of the yeah. best player in the league by far, Chad Swag Kelly. Oh yeah, uh, let's get it done tomorrow, baby. Can't wait to go to BMO. Sell out. Let's it's go. Gonna, and it's Argo gonna be cold. Gonna have to put on the gloves, get the toque awesome. on. It's gonna be great. Cannot yeah. wait for it, bud. Ten out of ten. I cannot wait. Uh, and then we will see you after the Argos oh, yeah. and Leafs game. Boy, if the Argos lose, it's going to be a sour show. If the Argos lose tomorrow, it's going to be a five-minute Leafs talk, guaranteed. Yeah. 
It's me like, yeah, yeah, whatever. You got something to say? No. Okay, good night. Bye-bye. <laughs> uh, leave five stars on iTunes and Spotify if that's where you get this podcast. If you're watching on YouTube right now, bang the thumbs up button, leave a comment, do all those things. We always appreciate it. And uh, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at JDBunkus at Sam A. McKee. We will see you tomorrow night.